to his best. Back to the what did what did you a gambling thing? Like a gambling issue? Oh, it's not a talk about that. Hey. <laughs> he might have. Alan Rickman had a gambling issue. No, Kevin Alan, Kyle. Oh yeah, Alan, Alan Kyle had a gambling issue. Uh, Alan Rickman's not dead. He actually drives for Uber. Uh, he's, um, in old. He'll never hear this. He takes like extra time to just catch up reality. <laughs> Anyways, he's like a sloth. How cool are sloths? Sloths are amazing. Sloths are cool. Did you ever see the Attenborough one where one was just like, it just went for like a two mile swim between islands? Aye, I've seen that. That was brilliant. I've seen that. I heard it. Majestic. Sloths stay in the trees for so long because they're such easy prey, and the the most vulnerable they ever are is when they're taking a shit because they have to go to the ground to find a wee <laughs> hole to get take a shit, and they're taking a shit for like three hours. But what what part of their their evolution has said they have to shit on the ground? It's do you know what I mean? Like everything else about them is said or, to avoid predators, stay up as high as you can. For as long as you can. Did you but then they, they go... Sorry, did you say they stay in trees because they're vulnerable? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but literally they, yeah. so they purposely make themselves vulnerable? To take a dump. Uh, I know. That's, yeah, what yeah. that's what I'm saying. Surely but, they've yeah. evolved to go, if we just shit, just have a look down, make sure your missy sloth is not down below you. Uh-huh. It's fucking shatting me again. So, so apparently, right, they, they hang about in trees, obviously, and they get all their food and stuff for the trees. And they, I, I was right, they go down to the ground to poo, but they actually poo a third of its body weight because they wait for so long before they take a shit because that's their most vulnerable point. Do you know that comes from Rebecca Cliff from Swansea? How have they survived, like, evolutionary? How have they made yeah, it to this know. point? I know. Have you ever seen know. how slow they actually are, though? Yes, it, it's a stupid thing to say, but see, like the uh, I, I watch it in real time. Aye, it's fucking weird. There's a uh, you just won't have seen it because why would you? But there's a, a movie called Zootopia. It, Zootopia, yeah, you have I've seen, seen it then, mate. I've Aye, I think James, have you seen it? I think I have. Aye, is there like an evil tiger in it? Is that no? No, no. There's a mayor who's a lion. Yeah, there's a detective eye. eye. But there, there's a bit where they're in a rush and they go to the the DMV or something. They need to get something done. or a, a, They need to look up a licence plate and they said, oh, sorry, I've got, I've got a connection in here. And they walk into the DMV and it's just all sloths uh, working in the oh, place. Again. And it's just... It, I, I, I did a wee lol. We was watching it yesterday. Uh, it, there's a bit where they go, where they, one of them says to the, the sloth, or oh, we'll speed this up, or do you want to hear a joke? What would you call a, a three-humped camel? And then he's like, I don't know what. I don't know. And I don't Kevin know. Kyle again. Kevin Kyle and, say, and then <laughs> the, the punchline's pregnant. A three-humped camel's pregnant. So then the sloth laughs and they're like, right, we're really in a rush here. And he goes, wait there. And he goes to tell his wee sloth next to him the joke. And it's taken for it. It's, it's, I think every week I've ruined, I've ruined some stand-up comedy bits. 
last week's show and they have just ruined uh, beloved kids animated comedy. For fuck's sake. Next week it's musical comedy. I'm gonna ruin it. Can't, can't be ruined, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> can't be made worse. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, so apparently sloths have a really low metabolic rate and that's why they move really slow. I don't know why. I don't know what purpose that benefits them, but but that's why. Um, isn't Sid a sloth in Ice Age? I but he's really fast, isn't he? Aye, there's like no gimmick where he's slow. Why did they make him a sloth? Is he a sloth? Yeah, doesn't he? I think he's called the Sid the Sloth. Hmm. I think he is. I know, but I wouldn't make sense, would it? No. Unless they, there's. They have evolved Andy, stupidly Andy. and they have got slower as they've evolved through millions of years. And he can talk in the movie, watch it, mate. So, and it? they've lost that, haven't they? They've mm-hmm. lost that over the years. Mm-hmm. Who is it that plays Sid the Sloth? I feel as if it's really obvious, but I'm trying to think it's of the. John, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. I know, I know that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. But see, the thing is, Ray Romano should have played the Sloth. He shouldn't have played the big. Uh, what do you call it, a mom? Aye, he was Big a mom, wasn't he? Like, he should totally... They'll probably try and bring that back, by the way. I read the other day that they're bringing Fraser back. I love it. I'm I'm all for it. Hopefully they don't go after the canned laughter aspect again, but... Uh, I think it's very hard, mate, because it was already... I loved Frasier. I mean, I was a kid when I was watching that, and even then I loved it. Who was Frasier? Who played Je- Kelsey Grammer. All right, I was thinking David Hyde Pierce. Have you seen the video of uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer like <laughs> falling off a stage? No, but that's <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, look it up, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like an award ceremony or something, but he's just walking over the stage and then he, f- he fucking falls right off. And then he goes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going, oh dear lord. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to chime in with some Kelsey Grammar facts that I knew but they're a bit dark and depressing so let's just leave it with a poor no, man I hear them. Why? he's a multi-millionaire that's he's had nothing but wins so give us some bad news about if Kevin Kyle yeah. and Kelsey Grammar are both listening I'll be fucking ecstatic <laughs> so just say it uh, so, so basically our are you guys hearing me? Is there like feedback? Nah, but you're good. You're good. Right. So mm-hmm. basically, I, I, don't, I can't remember if this is exactly right, but I remember reading it years ago that his uh, sister killed herself or something. And um, shortly after it, like his mum killed herself. And then his dad was like a convicted murderer or something. Like for somebody that's so in the public eye and like, seems like a nice dude, like he's been on Cheers, he's been Frasier, he's lovable, like he's had a really hard life. And apparently, um, the kick that he had, he was like really in a down mood. And then September tenth, uh, two thousand and one, he cancelled. He, he got really pissed at night. He got unbelievably pissed, and he missed his plane journey that was meant to be, obviously nine eleven. Oh my! Every celebrity is a missed plane. I know. But apparently, it's true. Apparently it's true. I heard the one about Seth MacFarlane. That's a pile of shit. That's a pile of shit. You reckon? Steve Ranazizi is great. Steve Ranazizi. Is that the... Do you know what? Is that the... He uh, he, made it up? Aye. Aye. He's in 
he did stand up and then he was in a show called The Leak, which is about oh, yeah, that's uh, quite good about mates that are in a fantasy football NFL league, right? And like they're grown men, they've got kids and all about all the daft shit they do to each other in this league, anyway. His story was, I think he was already doing comedy and then to gain some notoriety, he, he told people that he was a survivor. He was in one of the towers um, and managed to, to get out and I was telling all this story. But I think he thought that would just be, you know, would propel him off a wee bit and then he could go off. But the thing is, in all these interviews and that, they started... That was what they would talk about. That was the the crux of everything. Was yeah. tell us about tell us your nine eleven story. Tell us, uh, uh-huh. okay, uh, tell us your nine eleven story, and then it would just keep going, and then eventually it was just like, I need to come clean here. That that's all a lie. Oh, I wasn't wow. there. I I was in. I don't think he was even in New York at the time. He was somewhere else. Oh, but wow. the thing is, pe- wow. people then started slating him, but. Of course they should. Which is, oh, aye, of course. I'm not finished, Peter. <laughs> but uh, they're slating him, which he, I think he took it. It was like, fine, fair enough. But it's almost as if people then disregarded that he was still hardworking and talented and, and did the thing. And he apologised about 10,000 times and said he shouldn't have done it. It was insensitive to anyone watching. It was even more insensitive to the families of people that actually did die or the trauma of people that managed to survive yeah. and did that so many times, but there's still people that are just like, nah, you're still a prick. I was in New York in uh, May of 2000, so I'd, I'm, I missed the flight by about a year. And... So you are a survivor? That's my story, I'm a survivor. So we were so that's to... how we're going to boost this podcast, it's going to be called The Survivor's Story. I was with my parents and we were actually, they said to me that we were going to go on holiday a year and five months later, and the last... <laughs> <laughs> Last minute, the uh, we decided to go. Out. <laughs> we just missed it. I have a wee addendum to do. Up. Apparently, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer's uh, sister did not kill herself. Apparently, she was murdered. So that that's Jesus. what makes it even darker. So uh, she was murdered, and then a year later, mm-hmm. his dad was murdered in a home invasion. So I knew it was something dark. He's got to be asking himself, is he the common denominator in all these tragedies? <laughs> you're feeling sorry for him. I'm thinking he's suspect number one. <laughs> he's, he's just a bad omen. Uh, he's just, he's, he's, he's just, actually Sideshow Bob in real life and no one's caught him yet. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to look up that video. I'm falling off stage. I'm going to get a big pile of rakes and just set them out his front door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, but a, a wee light-hearted 9-11 thing, do, do you know the story about Steve Buscemi? Yeah. He's oh, he's a, a firefighter. Yeah. So he dropped everything there. and just went and helped fight the fires and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy that's got uh, a lot of cartoon credits, isn't he? He's just got that distinct voice that you could give to any kind of rodent or anything like that, man. He should be said this off. He looks like Sid the Sloth. He plays, he's, he's in uh, Hotel Transylvania. Right. He plays like a werewolf or something. Those are great films. Right, I, I, I quite like the first one. Thing. How dare you? I'm sorry. That's that shocking. And uh, apparently Steve Buscemi is in every Adam Sandler movie. So there, there's another wee fact there. 
Oh, I could believe that. The Hotel Transylvania is an Adam Sandler one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, my girlfriend's uh, getting me to watch one. She wants me to watch Murder Mystery. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen that. Is it good? It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Adam Sandler movies in it. Uh, aye. Like, oh, it's, it's better than the, the Halloween one. Which is oh, that was shocking. That was the first movie we watched when we oh, started it's... like seeing each other. It was horrendous. Oh, it's painful, mate. Oh. Painful. Oh. It was like what what other cringy joke can we shoehorn in to each scene? There's only and I like I, I like Adam Sandler, but I, I, I... Do, but there's only so long you can play that character when he's young. Exactly, you know I mean? mate. When you're in your twenties you can get away with it, but when you're in your fifties, like no chance. No chance, mate. James, we're just talking about how much um, Adam Sandler needs to do new shit. Can you hear me? But James no, was talking about how much Adam Sandler needs to do new shit, and he can't keep going back to the well of who you be, you be, be, you know. Well, um, he won't revisit Little Nicky after Ricky Gervais ripped it off when he did Derek. So no, that's <laughs> fucked. I I didn't realise the comparison until you said that a few weeks I, ago. I didn't realise. And that. now and now. I see it, you can't really unsee it. You're like, ah, it's the same character. That's what Even you do hair? when you play a disabled person, you just you just click your jaw a bit and pull your hair to the front. Because <laughs> that's what all disabled people look like. Oh, good. 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 <laughs> now we've cleared that up. Is there anything else I was going to talk about there and it just slipped out my brain? And, 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 and James just. It was something nice as well. Oh, it's been sarcastic. This yeah. is not the sarcastic podcast. No. <laughs> uh, Uncut well, well, James was good. That was that toyed with your heartstrings. Do you see that? Aye. Adam Sandler does no. good um, dramatic. Oh, you should see Uncut James. It's good. He does uh, good dramatic Brilliant. stuff. He did a film called Rain Over Me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually about 9 11. Um, so oh, he's, really? like the, uh, he's like these wife and kids get killed uh, on 9 11. I think they're on the plane or whatever. Um, aye. And it's it's not a comedy. It's just like a drama with Don Cheadle, but it's really good. He's like, did, aye, good, good, good dramatic role. Yeah. One of the few he did. Uh-huh. Um, did you watch yeah, his I, comedy special? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, actually, kind of took me by surprise. Like, it was just kind of playful and funny. Like, it didn't I really, enjoyed like, it. Aye, it was almost like an alternative comedian. Do you know what I mean? That's it it was watch. just him going on the stage. He had like his band and that, and it, it just it, it literally just looked like a guy that was having fun. Uh-huh, it was just silly. Like you I know what I mean? D- I didn't mind it. I only Either did it again. I. Like it wasn't a great special or particularly funny. But but, like, but that's the thing. I don't I don't think it. I don't think it, he he was aiming for that. He, he was just going out there to have fun with a crowd and his mates and that and that that's what it came across as. It wasn't trying to be. Incredibly clever. Mm-hmm. Which, do you know what? You know what no, wouldn't you have been expecting anyway. Do you guys see that uh, Kevin Hart special where he did it in his pajamas? No, oh, I don't. I, even the trailer, I wasn't keen, and it, it never grasped. Never. It was in his house, and there's no way that's his house. Like he has a stage and everything. Like this, there's, there's no chance. That's totally Netflix. Netflix had set that up, and they were. Like, Aye, but he could have built a stage in his living room. Aye, no, but it, it wasn't like that. It was. It was just fake. It was fake as fuck. But how how much did he commit to the kind of the act of it being in his house? Like, was it just a kind of gimmick? Do you know what I mean? No, it was, aye. But it was it was played on quite hard. 
Oh, right, okay. Like, he was wearing mm. PJs and he was in his house. and Seen him in the uh, Patrice O'Neill documentary. I knew he was, like, part of that crowd, like, coming up and stuff. Uh, well, that, that was... the round table at the back of the comedy cellar, didn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, when I listened to Kevin Hart's autobiography on Audible, mm-hmm. uh, this, this podcast sponsored by Audible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, I thought it was really good, man. I thought it was, because it, 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 everyone, I think it's one of those guys that just, everyone assumed just blew up when he was like 30, just came out of nowhere and was all of a sudden in loads of movies with a rock and is doing stand-up to stadiums full. But then when you actually read his autobiography and he's been just, battering it since he was 18 or something oh, he used to be called Little Kev the Bastard that was his stage name really was no. uh, he's kind of like our generation's sort of Eddie Murphy in a way like those the material completely different polar opposite from Eddie Murphy's material but like I just like pure film workhorse and that aye aye I yeah. think it, like, it, it, he's <laughs> you, do you think you would ever like Eddie Murphy did just step away from comedy and just get engulfed in Movies. What Kevin Hart would? Yeah. Uh, I think I, he should. The thing is, uh, well, yeah, see, maybe not because see, when you're him and you're playing stadium, see the money he makes from a few nights at a stadium, it's worth it. So, like yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah. back in the day, stand up, like it's like disproportionately paid when you're at a level like Kevin Hart's at. So, Eddie, there's probably more money in films. Multi million dollar. He can, Kevin Hart probably yeah. make a few million from doing a, a stadium, like you know, a few nights at a stadium. Because mm. Bill Burzell, like he did, he did this. Do you not do like Madison Square Garden? I think he did like yeah, another yeah, he did, yeah. And then he'll, I think he'd do smaller venues. Like I seen him at, I can't remember what it was in it. Did you see him at Edinburgh at the Fringe like two years ago? Who Bill Burzell? Uh, yeah. No, I, I saw him at the Fringe four, maybe four or five years maybe, ago. Maybe that I was, uh, it, it, it was. Are we, um, we talking about Bill Burr? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. But he wasn't doing a fringe run. It just happened to be whoever books his gigs. Right. Said you'll be in the UK in July and August. We'll book you into Edinburgh at that time. And he's like, cool. And he didn't know until leading up to it that the place is a f- fucking cesspit. Yeah, I, I went to see him at the, the Armadillo. <laughs> Like a couple of years back, and he was phenomenal, mate. Like I don't know if you—it was the Paper Tiger special that he did, and like I, I've no, yeah, so no that's well. on my on my sort of. They keep saying Mount Rushmore, right? That's a very American kind of colloquialism, but for me, it's the three bills. I know you guys. Well, maybe you, Scott. I don't know, but I know James. You have a bit of an indifference to Bill Hicks, but for me, it was the three bills. It was like Bill Hicks, Billy Connolly, and Bill Burr. For me, when I was growing up, that's yeah, that's Bill just Bill. what I watched. I'll put Bill Bailey in there. Bill Bailey now, I I give him a lot more credit now than when I was a kid. I didn't really watch much, but recently I started watching like Black Books and stuff like that. And uh, I I'd put him. Oh, Black Books is great. Black Books is Dylan Moran is sensational, man. Mm -hmm. Sensational. But uh, it was kind of a wee toe in every sort of pond. And when I went to go see Bill Burr, I was just, I was in my element. I cannot believe a guy can. Like the crowd wasn't huge. It was I don't know, like a good few thousand. But the is fact that he did auditorium. That Those are the same thing. Is it the same thing? Yeah. Did Adam Rowe open for him? Yes, he did. Uh, I he was did. there as well. I went to that that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I went to it uh, the week after that in Manchester. Right. And it was Adam Rowe that opened as well. Yeah, he, he kind of comes up whenever a decent American comic's up. I know when Andrew Schultz came over, it was Adam that opened for him. And then actually Andrew has helped him quite a lot with that Have a Word pod. Is that right? It's yeah. see if you watch both the podcasts. They're not similar, but they're... They're off the same milk, you know, they've got their own studios and stuff like that, and it's brilliant, like him helping aye, a comic over the phone. Yeah. Aye. Aye, aye, if you see how they, it promotes and everything else and how they, mm-hmm. when they put in the ad breaks and all that, it's, it's, it's calculated, it's but really, really well done. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I, uh, what were we on about, Kevin Hart? All the bills. All the bills, yeah. Um, aye, so... It's just, it's, I remember that part as well, we'll loop it back, like, Bill Burr was part of that comedy seller round table with Patricia O'Neill and Kevin Hart, and yep. who else was on it? Who else Rich was it? It was... Keith Robinson, who I've seen in New York, he was really good, and he's had a stroke since, so when I've seen him, like, his right. whole left side of his body was fucked, um, oh, can't what? move his arm, has to support it, uh, I've seen him... And uh, there was a female comic in the documentary. I think her name is Marina Franklin. Um, she's right. fucking hilarious, man. She's really good. She's shit hot, man. Uh, she was on the uh, Who else? That's fun. Uh, Colin Quinn as well. I think he was one of the ones that used to do the round table. The and they used to come I don't know well. if you guys... Aye. Jim Norton and... Uh, what's, what's the other guy? Uh, the the, oh, the baldy guy. Or, yes. or Dave Attell as well. No, no, no. David Hill was there, but he wasn't really part of the table. The other guy from Boston that was friends with Bill Burr, the big kind of chubby, baldy guy. Like Nick, Nick DePaul. Oh, what's his name? No. no uh, oh, I'm going to have to... I'm gonna Robert have to Kelly? Google, Google that one. Kelly. Uh, yeah, Bobby Kelly. That's it, Bobby Kelly. Um, I remember... What were we talking about there? Just the, the round table. I, I, from Kevin Hart's um, autobiography, he was saying about I it was kind of the ambition to get to that table, yeah. Because he would um, him and Big G Okerson would basically just drive us for these people. They would just drive them for gig to gig, and they would go up, do the material, have a few drinks, and then they would take them. And then they never got to sit at the table. And Big G Okerson was saying to Kevin Hart, "He's like, mate, this is bonkers. We're spending hours every week that we could be on stage driving these folk around." But they, yeah. they, they just, but then they kept at it and eventually got to the, they would have a hack court as well at that table where they would, yeah. they would, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would review someone's jokes for that night and they would say, right, and, and they would be, they would just do a poll of, right, is that hacky enough? If it, if it's too hacky, then he has to cut it. And uh, apparently they were just brutal with each other, but brutal to a point where they all, it's weird to see uh, well, Gary Goldman. That's what you that needed, Bushy. That era. Uh, Gary really? Goldman, he was in the documentary as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh-huh. great, man. It's just the, the, his style of comedy. I can't imagine him like holding court. Like, I mean, he's hilarious, but it just that kind of, you know, that kind of vicious attacking mentality that, that those comedians had. It's weird to imagine him in the mix, but I. It's definitely respect. Like when someone is clinical and knows exactly what they're doing. Like even if there's guys that's like have a laugh guys in the back, they'll respect you. You know, it's like like we we all know different sorts of comics and folk that are loud and abrasive and folk that are 
kind of quiet and unassuming. Like, see when I see the likes of like Paul McDaniel on stage, that's uh, that's what I think. Like the guy just knows what he's doing. Oh, like, he's, he's been at it for a while. He's clean. He's he's just phenomenal. Like he's actually phenomenal. And then I go up there and dance a bit like a <laughs> fucking clown. Like a nobody monkey. makes me laugh <laughs> like Paul McDaniel, man. He's so funny. It is unbelievable. Yeah. You couldn't, you can't describe to folk how good it is seeing him in a room with his clipboard. It's just fantastic, oh, man. Like, who who just sits there and just comes up with a punchline? I'm not going to ruin it. Well, nah, I'm not going to say nah, it. Nah, like, nah, I'm not going to say it. But some of these punchlines are just, just random lines. It's just timing. Like, it's not just timing. He's got loads, loads no, of feathers to his right. board. I don't want to put you down, Paul. Paul he, 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 he's, he's just one of those people that he, he is Paul McDaniel. Do you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's yeah. not that, uh, like, if we all swapped material, we could maybe go and try and do it. I could not do, you could give me word for word what he says, and it's not going to be funny, regardless if I try it a hundred times. <laughs> Uh, he's such a nice guy as well. At the the beginning oh, of lockdown, I put, I put up some reference to when he was doing those. Um, that don't impress me much. That don't impression Paul at all. You know, yeah, yeah. So I, I did something and put it up, and he I'd referenced him or something, and he sent me a message. He was like, "I'll get you on. I'll get you on at some point." So like a hundred and fifty comics down the line he just flings me a wee message like, "You still interested?" I was like, "I'd love to do it because that's I wanted to add that to my bow. I wanted to add." Did you impressions into my spiel. Uh, no. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, he sent me a lovely message and like we were talking a wee bit, just a wee bit, like house things and that. And he was like, oh, I'll get you on, I'll get you on. And he just hasn't. But, you but weren't for it's him. the sort of person that like... You weren't for him. What? I'm saying you weren't for him. No, it's just... Uh, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he'll get back to me at some point. That was but, a reference to one of his jokes, uh, so never mind. It just seemed like a... I, I get it. He just seems like a, a really. He seems like a nice guy. I yes, yes. He has Any a nice guy. <laughs> Plenty. Uh, I'd quite like to let my own. There's there's a there's a segue into Marilyn Manson there. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever get that story at school about how he got two ribs removed? So I, give it's absolute yeah. nonsense. It's nonsense. I know it's nonsense. Aye. I love believing it could be true. But it's one of the, when you were at school, there wasn't like Google and social media. So yeah. like it'd be for stuff like that, I'd always be like one of my big brother's mates would say that, but he would say it with such conviction. He'd go, ah, but and by the time you got to school, it actually that he'd, he'd removed eight ribs, not just the two. <laughs> and then but after that, like oh, Marlon Madsen never had ribs. <laughs> I know. He's, he was a weird fucker, man. And all the shit that's coming out nowadays, like, aye, totally. Aye, he's dodgy, isn't he? He's, 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 he's heavy dodgy. He's heavy dodgy. Marilyn Manson is a wrongy. Who would have thought it? The man that ate a sheep live on TV, like blood in his mouth, sat there and just ate a bit of sheep. Aye, aye, aye. Do you all see the video of him falling on stage? This is why I just do you do you just spend your nights watching you celebrities fall on, on a stage? And there's a lot. James has like predictive text falls off a stage, and then he just substitutes in any random celebrity's name on the off chance. No, he doesn't fall off a stage. I think he, and it's like recent, so it's like you know he's like and he's seventies now, man. So he's doing a he's doing a show, and he climbs up like one of his props, and he just like falls off Wait. it and like grazes his knee. 
breaks, breaks his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference between grazing your knee and breaking uh, your ankle. So, so that or he does a heart attack, I don't know. But it, it, it's just the way he's dressed. And he's like, oh, I am deaf. And then he fucks off this prop. And he's going, oh. He definitely, oh, definitely didn't break any ribs. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing better than an emo in mild pain. That's all like oh. when you see them, just like, oh no. <laughs> Did you just used to go and give dead arms to goth kids in your school, Peter? It's horrible. I, I, come here, Jesus, or whatever you fucking call your Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking, I was trying to think of a weird emo name. What were they called? Like Jez, Jezebel? Or something? Like, no, like Brian. <laughs> Brian. Oh, I, I, I knew one that was Robert. Oh. No, no, no. I had ones at school that they would change their name to like Raven and Willow and fucking Jade and stuff Jade? like that. Jade. I bet it was like, a <laughs> guy. Oh, right, a guy called Jade. Guys would man. change their name to like Jade. You know, like the the flower. Well, yeah, just yeah. to jump on top of Peter's point, I think that anyone can call themselves anything. I don't share the views <laughs> of Peter Watick. That's W A T I K. Mate, you can call your, you can call yourself. Find them on all social media platforms. Apart from, apart from the ones that numbers. they think that women should have equal rights. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! No, 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 no! I'm not one of those Arabs. Sorry. I believe everyone's equal. I was browsing everyone uh, is equal. Al Jazeera. You're five foot two, you should have your chance at performing in the NBA. Do you see uh, over 6,000 people have died in uh, Qatar? And uh, I went on to Al Jazeera and they just uh, I searched World Cup on Al Jazeera's website, which is like owned by the Qatari government, and it's just pure. Yeah. It's going to be another great World Cup, which is like an article from oh. last August. Is there, is there anything that shows corruption in world football more than Qatar getting the World Cup? I, I was laughing yeah, about us, but and it's like uh, independently owned and funded, part funded by the Qatari government. But it says like it states emphatically that it's independently run. Independent from what other news sites? What the fuck is that? But see, see the thing about Al Jazeera is like we we've known this stuff for a while. Even on the the Arabic sort of news channels, it's poor Malaysians and Indonesians that were dying, like building the stadiums and stuff. Like folk know about it, but they don't really do anything about it. But the thing about Al Jazeera that some folk don't know is that the English version of Al Jazeera is quite bipartisan. It's quite kind of um, what's the word kind of modern and you'll you'll read their stories and you'll go oh, I agree with that you know they're 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 no left they're no right they're kind of well, down the middle but see as soon as you put on wait 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 chime in chime no in, I was going to say you say that but then they fail to report on right? certain things I that's that's different up. no but what I'm saying what I'm saying is like see when you go in the Arab and you read the Arab Al Jazeera or you listen to the Arab it's like proper anti Semitism, yes. like heavy, like right, and they're plainly they come out and say it. But whenever they have a news story with that sort of stuff in it, when it conveniently makes its way to be translated into English, none of that stuff's in it. Like it's really interesting. And see if you don't speak Arabic, you don't really catch on. So I get stuff like there was some things that my dad will watch and he'll go, "Oh, this is terrible. This thing happening in fucking I don't know Egypt." And he's like, nah, 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 nah. and then I'll Google it and I'm like, "It's, it's not happening in Egypt." 
it's not, it's not, it's not in there. He's like, oh no, I seen it on, on Al Jazeera, and then I go on Al Jazeera's website, like you said. I'm on Al Jazeera, uh, the Arabic site, and I've just translated it in English. The, Arabic... the first words say the Jews are responsible for, and then there's just ellipses. So I'm going to scroll down. <laughs> And it's a massive page. Jesus. <laughs> I've never seen the scroll bar so small. Yeah, well, loads of different stuff. You know, homophobic and... Yeah, there's some weird shit in it. I think there was a guy on YouTube, some... Um, I think he might have been Jewish. I mean, I, I assume he was Israeli... But uh, he, I can't remember his name, but he did like a sort of um, exposure of Al Jazeera. Because I always thought Al, G Al Jazeera was quite PC nowadays. Like, I always thought when I was young, like, if you watch BBC, they're always, they used to be left-leaning, like Sky News used to be right-leaning. I'll stick on Al Jazeera, Euronews, and it'll be like in the middle, you know. But it's, it's no, it's just, the thing um, I've seen recently is like football teams are getting in on it. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but see like, you know how a lot of Premier League football teams and Scottish football teams, they have like Pride Week or Pride Month where they all wear like the rainbow laces? Yeah. Right. So they all have different feeds, like different social media feeds for different countries, right? So they'll have like Liverpool Arab and Liverpool whatever. And for like the Liverpool Arab one, there's absolutely no reference to Pride. Um, like if Liverpool, when Liverpool signed Yossi Ben Ayoun, who's an Israel player, they never put it up on their Arabic... They they don't oh. reference it on their Arabic um, Twitter feed, so it's it's I think everywhere like no one is truly altruistic. So you know it's I mean? like, like a, a Jewish footballer scores an amazing goal, they just won't acknowledge it. Uh, if they win two 0 they'll just yeah. say no, it was one 0 <laughs> <'Cause>, They <laughs> start they that. started with ten men. It was really weird. Do you remember in the the world the world one of the World Cups like North Korea said they got to the final. And like they beat Portugal and Ronaldo scored two and one of their players scored three or something. And everyone in North Korea believed it because they were just broadcasting it over the nation. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? No? I know that they had like a history of I just like mass reporting and stuff, obviously. So it's, ah, like they were the first people on the moon and all that. Aye. I mean, maybe they were. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, has anyone been on the moon, Peter? Oh, no. Why are you That's asking me, <laughs> they, they, uh, Look up Jesus. Only six thousand five hundred people have died, like in the making of the World Cup, and like they're mainly cited as natural causes. <laughs> they're just, they're just falling off, falling off a dodgy scaffold as natural causes. They all had their bus passes when we hired them. They were, they were on the out. <laughs> I think it's just like the no, nah, we, should, we, we shouldn't be laughing at that shit. No, it, it's not la but it's not laughing at the people that are dead. Yeah, it's it's laughing at the the ludicrous reasons and excuses that are given it. It's ridiculous. But, so, uh, fuck's sake, man! Apparently, the North Korea thing was they played a group stage game in 2010 against Portugal and they get pumped seven 0 <laughs> But they edited, they edited the footage in such a way that it looked like North Korea beat Portugal, and then they uh, they stuck that, <laughs> they played it to the, the population oh, and said that it was the final of the 2010 World Cup oh. and that North Korea were the champions. They just got up, 2010 was in South Africa, so they probably just got 11 South African kids outside the stadium. They went to a local pitch and said, right, 
play them instead. We'll video it and we'll say this is the actual final. How do, how would they edit it? <laughs> I don't know, but I remember just, they just show ten minutes of the game where there wasn't a Portugal goal. Just saw a couple of corners, the ball's being whipped in the box, and then just folk celebrating, and that's it. But like, um, I think that was the World Cup that they sent like ten thousand Chinese nationals to pretend to be North Korean, to like pretend to be North Korean fans and celebrate in the stadium because they didn't want anyone to leave their country. Obviously, I'm sure the, that was the same one. The North, North and South Korea played each other. Uh, the qualifiers for the World Cup drew now now. I don't know that. Where did they? Oh, see, no, it was probably where would they South Korea, right across the border. The bottom. I was almost like ten nil. Halfway line was a border, <laughs> and no one, no one would cross. No one would cross. You saw a shoot from their own half. The whole game. <laughs> it was just Min Son just taking a fucking free kick for his own half and trying to score it was everything. The biggest second. game along he's ever recorded. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> They were looking for a curb <laughs> just to kick them off. I turn this light on, it's fucking dark in here. Uh, uh, it is, mate. I, so how North Korea took Spain's 2010 World Cup triumph and handed it... No, wait, one of these things is saying that they handed it to Portugal, apparently. So apparently they, they, they stopped short some places of saying that they won the cup, but that they got to the final, so... Oh, that's good. That makes it more believable, doesn't it? I, I, I mean, us, us winning it would be ludicrous. Let's just say we got to the final. We got to the final and we lost 3-2. No, I'm pretty sure they did score a goal. I think they played Brazil, maybe, in that World Cup. And I'm fairly sure they did manage to score a goal, which is like the biggest achievement for in their history. Uh-huh. They did 2-1 Brazil in 2010. Maybe that was just the goal that they showed like six times, and then they... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> different different angles. <laughs> they just changed the name on the back of the jersey and just showed it from a certain angle that you couldn't see who it was that scored, <laughs> and uh, they just did that consistently. Hey, trying to see seven subscriber Jack H commented on. There we go. Oh. I popped up a YouTube video. I, I was quite clear. Can we? Can, if you play that, can we hear it? I think so, but it wasn't a good video. It was some random thing that popped up. What's the recording at, Scott? Forty-five. That's cool. no bad. That's no bad. So, because um... I've almost run out of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you get fifty minutes a night, and then as you, your tongue just falls off. Can I? Can I be so much again? Two hours, mate. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Just talk about something else. Do you have a prostate no, issue? No, I'm going to. I'm going to pour a drink. Nice. All right, okay. Get yourself a wee bit lubed up for the rest of the... I love... I see you're saying that we shouldn't laugh at that kind of stuff, man. Wait, I think... think Can you actually imagine having to live somewhere like that? Like like the jokes, like the North Korean stuff. I read something on the BBC News Mm -hmm. last week, the week before, and it was a, a woman describing what it's actually like. That you... It's it's not like us that right now we can just look up something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Literally, the information that goes into your brain is yep. is controlled by the government, and there's no other than taking the risk of heading south or See, or or whatever China is that China might be west to them, depending where you are, obviously in the country. But um, that's the only way you can is just taking this massive risk of getting to the neutral zone 
But, but if you're caught, you'd just be killed. See the sort of fear of sounding a bit conspiracy. We're, we're kind of like that as well. Like, I know we can Google shit, but you can never truly get... Like, it's actually a lot harder to get the exact information that you want nowadays. Like, I remember you used to fire something into Google and it pops up first thing. But yeah. now it's so many opinion pieces sort of thing in articles that are popping up first. Like, I Googled that North Korea World Cup thing. And there was so much shite at the beginning. I had to scroll down a wee bit even to get to the Portugal result. Oh, do you mean like the the first few results are like I, people's opinion, I, like opinion pieces about I, it? Aye, I, I get it. Aye. Do you know I, what's really pissing totally me? Is I, we'll wait till James to come back, right? Where is he? He's headphone. There we are. There's the scraggly bastard. Sorry. So, um, we were talking about how, like Scott was saying, how uh, hard it must be to live in one of these kind of oppressed countries, <sighs> and you can't get access to proper information and what i was saying is it's actually getting difficult for us to access the proper information i'm not saying like oh woe is me but even the thing that's been pissing me off recently with these lockdowns like i've really got into cooking like quite a bit and i've gotten quite decent at it with the baking or the cooking and i spend 99 percent of my time cooking right and without fail every website that i google a recipe on it's like six pages of folks' opinion before they give me the body recipe. Oh, I've, I've spoken about this before as well. Does my tits, man? Like, I don't give a shit what your gran uh, used to make you. I don't give a shit that it used to be called in Wiltshire. Like, just tell me how many eggs I need. Like, uh, I've done that before as well. I, uh, during the first lockdown, um, was trying to make a chasney, which is like a sweet right. Indian curry. Yeah. And... I, I just put in Chasney recipe into Pinterest or something. And then yeah. it was like that. You, you go into it. And all I want to see is the first bit. I want to just see what the ingredients I need. Yep. And then I want to see the method for doing it. But, you're in the shop. You want to know what you need to buy. Exactly. I, I, I need that in 30 seconds or less. But what you get is somebody's story about, oh, growing up in Glasgow, the Chasney's yeah, actually you're, you're, uh, very you're, popular you're amongst youngins. And you're just scrolling through a story about a history of sexual abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it could be something like that but it's just so that they can put advertisements down the right hand side that's exactly what it is and that's what that's what I was making reference to like there's so much about money and about it's all about ads nowadays and that's what I was going to say right we always used to say like when we were at school that it must be horrible like you said living in one of these countries that's oppressed right and I'm, my dad's from a country like I, I'm from a country Morocco where for a large period of time, you you couldn't say what you wanted to say. You could say 90% of what you wanted to say, but if anything was sort of negative or derogatory about the monarch in Morocco, that there was, like, undercover policemen everywhere, even sitting in cafes. Like, they used to tell them, do not have a shower this morning, because folk always expect policemen to be clean-cut, at least smell nice, so if they're undercover, like, you can kind of, you know who they are. You can smell them. They used to go in looking like jakeys. Yeah, and um, if you said anything wrong before you knew it, you'd be lifted. Like, my dad used to say a few of his friends were lifted and put into jail for a few weeks and then just learned a lesson. Like, they weren't they killed or anything like that. But it's gotten a lot better. But what we've seen nowadays is it's we always thought it was, like, oppression and sort of limiting information getting out, like North Korea. But it's not. It's It's all about data. That's what I've realised recently. Like, see these things. You know how they have their own, like, WhatsApp? What, in, like, in like, Morocco? 
Right. So we clear. have it in Morocco. They, they banned WhatsApp a wee while back, but they brought it forward because the tech companies in Morocco were shite and they couldn't make a decent app. But if we take, like, example, like in China, they have their own sort of WhatsApp thing. Um, and the reason they do it is because they don't want a tech company from another country taking their country's data. It's not about information. It's about what you can use that data for in order to sell and advertise and make more money. It's all about money. It's, it doesn't... It, I'm sounding a bit conspiracy, but it's, it's no... It's, it's just... Um, Nowadays, we've realised it just all boils down to money. It's not freedom. It's not oppression of expression. It's just money. Let's go with that. If you guys fancy having a wee chat on that. No, just... Is Morocco right at the edge of the world? Like, if you would fall off... If you... Stage? <laughs> you should fall off a stage? Kelsey, Kelsey <laughs> Grammer decked it when we came Morocco. He got... <laughs> <laughs> he got to Marrakesh and just fucking he's head talking about important stuff. I'm just going to sit in celebrity. <laughs> just watch people falling over. Well, a podium, can you fall off like trampoline? Your high horse. Falls off Aye, that's a big thing. Barely any results. Oh. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, uh, just a Money being the centre of, of our world. Uh, I, I do hate listening to people moan about the, you know, the whole Cambridge Analytica thing with Facebook. Like, I, I don't mm. really put any nah. Facebook at all. Like, we don't, we don't, me and Maggie don't really post pictures or anything, really. Just don't, one, don't feel compelled to, I like a certain level of privacy. Aye. And then three, just don't need the attention. But I hate, I hated people moan about it and they, I mean, you really can. You could just study a few pictures and kind of work out where someone lives or their interests and stuff. So I can see why data is so important to these companies. But I see the same people that moan about it just live their life like vicariously through social media. Yeah. I yeah. If you go on it too often, other people's comments could wind you up more. But then, then you question yourself, like, well, why are you going on and checking it in the first place? You're yeah. Is there, you, I, I read. I'm a reader of comment sections. Like, just just a complete voice. I just go on YouTube, and if it's like a video that could be like contentious. In fact, it doesn't even have to be a contentious. Like, you could go down and the people just argue in the comment section, and I just sit and read the arguments, and feels <laughs> just feel superior. So you go into the Kelsey Grammer falling off stage video and scroll and to the just comments. Arguments about gravity down in the comments. <laughs> I think what we're trying to uh, do is bring Fraser back is what we're trying to say. That was what we're trying to get to. That's why I, I'm all for Because really these companies are just getting your information so that they can bring They Fraser can make you watch Fraser. <laughs> do you know the only thing is the dad is dead. Yeah, he died a while back. He, and I'm unsure. I'm unsure, but another, Eddie might be another dead. Another tragedy. It, it, I, Eddie, Eddie's been dead a while. Aye. There was a few Eddies in that program. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't ruin the magic. So there was a couple in the mind. There was the, there was the son, and then there was the the dad that was in it. But um, oh. I the John Mahoney was from Manchester. I, I didn't realise he was English, but uh, when I when I watched it in the beginning, and then the the woman that plays Daphne. 
she, I think she's English as well, but she's not from Manchester. So he was the one that used to like give her tips on the accent. Which All right. Atrocious, to be fair. I, I think thought she, she was from Manchester, but I know no, she plays that in the show. Like London. Yeah, I think she's like London sort of Shakespearean educated sort of thing. So she had quite a posh voice. And he like, mm. to speak like she was from Manchester. So. I never really... That was interesting. Do you ever used to watch... Do you ever watch Becker? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it got a lot of credit. To be fair. All, is that Ted Danson, isn't it? They're all kind of similar shows to each other. I need like a blind mate in it. I don't really know what that show was about. What did he? What did he? Was he like a? I think he was a. Is doctor. he not a doctor? Not a GP or something, something like that. I. I don't. I, I, but it, again, it was the same. There was certain places where scenes always took place. I think it was a like a cafe or something. Hmm. Well, Friends was a coffee shop, so it was like. Slightly different from a coffee shop. It was like a breakfast place or something. But I had a blind mate, and then it was just the guy that was supposed like supposedly hated people, but it was a GP, and then it would all there was always be a, a moment where he actually helps someone when you're supposed to think that he's this heartless guy, but he's not really. Mate, you've just described house. You've described every sort of medical. Ah, ah, house is. There you are. House was based off of Becker. I mean, the best thing you <laughs> It wasn't exactly was based off of Sherlock Holmes, but, but I... Wow, I don't know any of these <laughs> actors. Don't... What were you doing now? What are you in? Uh, Becker cast Hattie Winston, Shawnee Smith, Alex Desert, Terry Farrell. You're listening to the IMDb cast reading podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think um, do you know who was in it I don't know why that image sticks in my head but do you remember, did you ever watch Lost I've, I've seen bits of it do you know the, the, like, the big guy the big heavy guy oh, the big fat guy yeah. Hurley I'm Hurley, sure his guy, name was Jorge he was in he was in Becker as well I'm sure Hector Lopez who he was He's, uh, do you know who's always, uh, you know always typecast? Do you the, I think he's Mexican, mate, yeah. Jorge, I think aye, so. Jorge's, uh, Spanish, wasn't it? So it'd be, aye, Mexican or something. But, uh, uh, you know the guy who's always typecast, the big fat guy? He was like the sidekick guy and... Oh, fuck. I've just had a brain fart. He was... Describe the show. Just describe the show. It wasn't Eastbound. And... My name is Errol. Yep, yep, yep. Have you seen oh, he's pure Jack, isn't he? He's he's Jack, isn't he? Aye. Aye, looks like it might be like the not even a celebrity. It might be like the best weight loss transformation I think I've ever seen in my life. He looks amazing. Aye, I listened to him on Joey Diaz's podcast. I think they're they're good mates because uh, Diaz has been on. My name is Errol, right. but I it, it, it just looks so unhealthy, like just that. Fat pouring it everywhere, and yeah, he's now he, he looks like he'd be in WWE. Mm -hmm. He's Jack, I'm real man. He looks good. What's mm. he up to? Steroids is what he's up to. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I think he might be natty. That's a uh, terminal from my uh, my googling of your, fitness stuff. What's your fitness plan, James? I need some inspiration, mate. I just got a treadmill this week. Really? Aye, aye. It was a freebie. Uh, so, it's out, in, it's out in the garage. I just, um, I, I got, I wanted to do like a workout and eat well consistently for like seven weeks. And then, um, 
I have a beer and a pizza like to celebrate on the Saturday night, and then um, because my world falls apart after that. <laughs> <laughs> like eight months. Just now, I don't. So it's the seven to eight diet. Uh, That's what uh, you call uh, it. The seven eight split. So it's seven seven weeks on, eight, eight months off. So my eight months is like the off season, <laughs> and then my separate. I had my a meal prep just now, so I get uh, I get glass Tupperware containers just because everything tastes better out of glass, doesn't it? Like ginger bottle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just you know, I started making a, a you know like breakfast muffins like a McMuffin. Yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday, I make hundreds of turkey rashers, and I just mix up like seven eggs and egg whites, and then I oven bake them, and then I just like make them into a wee pile of squares with two turkey rashers and a muffin, and then you just put them in wax paper in front you're listening to the McMuffin podcast, and then you, <laughs> you put the you put them in a baking paper, and then you freeze them, and you can just take them out, defrost them, and then you microwave them for like a minute. In the paper, there you go. Well, that sounds all right, right. By Ronald McDonald, I was uh, Joe Delaney, he's like a fitness YouTuber, he's kind of laddish, but he gives good advice. And he's like, um, he's like a natty guy, no steroids or anything, but uh, all right. I, oh, is natty like natural? Aye, aye. So, I've, I've got like some old gym shit that I've accumulated over the years. Um, I've got my old guides, just a weight bench and shit, but I'm so inconsistent, man, it's fucking hard. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the like, same. Peter, you're you're in good shape. But I don't know if you're just like skinny by default. Nah, and I pretty much, but I go through periods of putting quite a bit of weight yeah. on. Um, and my thing is like I'm really good with fasting, so obviously I fast with Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm feeling a bit off, I just uh, I make sure I get whatever nutrients I need between the hours of like seven and nine at night, and then I don't eat anything during the day pretty much so that I know some folks say that's not healthy but I just do it periodically to like reset my body um, and right. actually it seems to clear my mind up quite a bit like uh, there's something to be said about fasting windows that I, d- I don't think people fully know um, how good they are for the body listen there's a reason why all these religions told you to do it um, I don't think it's purely a religious thing I think it's truly beneficial to, to sell advertising space on <laughs> Aye, that's it. So, but basically, I got I got back into it. So I've been pretty much fasting for the past few weeks, and Ramadan's round the corner in about six weeks' time. Um, but I've been fasting, and then I get told I've got a massive hernia, so that that put a kibosh on exercising. Oh, so I can only go like walks. I'm trying to do like fifteen thousand steps a day, but it's it's hard. Would, so see, Ramadan is is a twenty four hour fast, and then. No, it's so it's just daylight, is it? It's aye, it's kinda it's sun up to sundown, but it's not as specific as that. Like it goes by your sort of prayer times. Right. So there's certain there's five times in the day you can pray and there's a period called Maghrib where you can pray um just when just after the sun goes down and that's when you can eat. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not just the eating thing, like you're not really meant to swear, which kinda hurt my comedy <laughs> quite a bit. But I don't really swear in real life, but on stage I just feel natural and I, it just comes out. It just emphasises what I need to say. Aye. And it did hurt my timing quite a bit. I deliberately tried not to swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try not to have like impure thoughts, but that's that's hard, man. That's, that's hard. You, not? you can't I mean you look at a McMuffin and you're like, Oh fuck <laughs> you, man. Like, 
<laughs> oh, I thought you might like you wouldn't be allowed to like imagine punching somebody in the face. No, that, that's Every fine. Uh, <laughs> Surely. No. no, there's loads of stuff you can't do. No, um, but like you but... can't help thoughts. They're invasive. They, they you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. No I... thought police here. No, no it's not like that. It's more... about hanging myself. It's my. <laughs> 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 It's no, it's no like you, you stop that initial thought. Like everyone has that first bad thought, but that first bad thought does not make you a bad person. It's kind of exaggerating that thought and thinking about it more. It's like nipping it in the bud. As long as you nip it in the bud, you're alright. Like, you're trying to clean like your body. Like and your mind. Like if you have the thought, you just expand on it. Like if you have a thought, it's, it's hard because no, as no. soon as as soon as James said, he always thinks about hanging himself. Like I thought something, and then luckily you started speaking. Is it my fault? I I, I don't want to say. It's, it takes a lot of training. It's like when people are um, meditating and stuff. It's it kind of gets a bit like that. But it is refreshing. I know I know you might think oh it's impossible, or whatever. But it, it is refreshing one month a year to do that, and then sort of just get back to what you're doing the rest of the when year. When is the Ramadan? So uh, so you you feast after it, don't you? After you finish fasting. I but I, I find that when you feast, feast after it, like you feel worse than before you started, so you can should kind of edge back into right, okay. you shouldn't even stuff right. your face, just gorge what's it. Yeah, you sort of, what's what's like um, what's like family, what's food? like hearty Muslim? What would you have? Uh, lamb, mate, and the lamb. Uh-huh. Like we we go out and we catch your own lamb. And like we we take it home and we raise it, just, just cutting a bit. We just we just like for, for us it's quite difficult. I'm just running about Aberdeen, just chasing sheep. I just try catch a sheep. <laughs> and it usually what happens is you get a lamb for a bit and you let the kids play with. It. Like we've talked about it before, but we've not really talked about it in the podcast. When I was a kid, I had a baby lamb in Morocco when I lived there, and uh, it was it was called Sheepy. Um, I wasn't a bright boy, but uh, I, I loved it. I loved it, and we raised it, and we fed it, and we would treat it like a wee dog. We had its wee tennis balls, and it would run about the roof. We've all got open roofs in Morocco, and it was it was amazing. And then one morning, like you would always be woken up to like the ban, the light ban, you know, at the door, just bah, bah, and we rustle at the door. And one morning there was just no ban. This is really it was like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> There was, there was nothing. And then I went up. You still hear the lambs, Peter? Peter's baby sister, that's called Clarice. <laughs> so then what? Uh, that was it? Slaughtered? Uh, so I, I, I went upstairs and um, the whole of the roof was just covered in blood. Like It was that, sheen, that scene in The Shining where it was just like a wall of it was just everywhere <laughs> and i just turned to my dad and i was like where's sheepy and he was like you'll see him later son everyone see him later. Just feed it grenades that's not halal <laughs> <laughs> you see it was everywhere uh, <laughs> just got a baseball bat with nails in it just have at it <laughs> like parts of the lamb. I, it was it was real life pinata. It was, it was like, <laughs> I thought you meant like blood was everywhere. Is that what you mean? No blood was everywhere. Oh, that's okay, that's no. what I, mean. I thought it was like a very no blood humane, was like one of these, and you know what I mean. It's humane, but it's humane in the fact that they cut the part of the artery or whatever, whatever part it is in the neck that it dies almost instantly. Mm. 
So it's not going into a mincer or a machine or anything like that. So it dies, but the reason they have to let all the blood out of the animal before they can then bless it and they bless it while they're killing it. But they let all the blood out before they cook it. Um that's usually why the meat is quite soft mm-hmm. because the animal oh. is like petrified before you kill it. You know, sometimes you get like a chicken breast and it's chewy. It's because the animal's fucking shiting itself because it's no it's seen its three pals go up the conveyor belt and it's like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Like, so it doesn't have that sort of aspect to it. But uh, I, it was lovely. Um, we had him with potatoes and carrots and a wee bit too much garlic. That's that's my dad's fault. But apart from that, it was, it was all right. This uh, podcast is sponsored by Peter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there you go. This podcast. But I, that's, that's what we eat traditionally. What about you guys? Did you have any weird uh, family traditions that no one else really had? What is thing like that you Scott, like hearty and... Scottish food is shite. And it's something that, like, Scott... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, mincing potatoes is just a like, waste of time. I like haggis. No, I, I know, but it's. I love haggis, sorry. Like, we, we weren't like, we didn't have loads of money growing up. We did okay, but it's like we ate mincing potatoes and stuff. Um, but you, did, you didn't have haggis every week. You know what I mean? Oh, nah, man. nah, I didn't have haggis at all. It wasn't, uh, but things like mince and potatoes or steak pie, stuff I, like that. I mean, really, it's, it's, uh... I was raised on the Scottish diet of sugar. <laughs> Iron brew bars. Yeah. Iron brew bars. Cream soda. Oh, remember them? They're ref- like refresher bars, but made it iron brew. They were fine. Aye. Still get it? Oh. I don't know, mate, because you you would need a filling after every. I, every I bite. bought one recently, but the it's like iron brew. It's like an Ur Willy sort of themed one. It's official. Oh, like an uh, old old no, design, really, like it's, traditional it's not, design. It's not iron like bars, iron brew bar. It's not. It doesn't right. taste the same. But uh, no. Is it I, I don't. Food? Like you. you so I was going to say, like most good food is like any good food ever is is derived from poverty, and it's really yeah. because you have to flavour something as well as you can when you don't have the resources. Yep. Like yeah. And things like that. Yeah. And you need to get inventive as well, man. It's the reason why traditionally okay. shut. So I'm going to stop buttoning. But yeah. No, 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 you, you, you had a point. I was just going to chime in with the fact that that's why, like, in China, my sister went to live in China for a bit in a body exchange, and she didn't know what any of the food was, but there was, like, chicken's feet and beaks and stuff. It was because they were poor, and that's what the upper class left for them after they ate all the chicken breasts and the legs and all the tasty bits. Mm-hmm. So they had to be inventive, like you said, in the cooking process and in the sort of um, spices process to make it even edible. Aye, and I think because Scot- in Scotland the certain things weren't available, so it was like cows, sheep, yep. potatoes, carrots. Yep. There's there's only so you can only invent so much from that shit. You know what I mean? But like we <laughs> that's, never, that's why we never got... tried herbs in this country, like herbs or spices. It was just like carrots, nah, it's just salt, paprika, <laughs> fucking stick it together, and it'll be mince potatoes or stew. And that's your one. Aye. And you'll put salt. You in other than salt and aye, pepper. Yeah, stovies. There's nothing else. Aye, stovies. Mm, stovies. stovies is just like somebody that's. Aye, it's one of those ones. If you're cold, is is yeah. nice. But yeah. uh, 
It's just, it's just been invented by someone that's had their dinner and then mixed it all in one bowl, like a three-year-old. And then, of course, we'll give that a name. We'll sell that. Exactly. Exactly. This is probably a bad time to say that my girlfriend's cooked me in an Irish stew. So it's probably going to be about that that I'm going to eat the now. So, Irish stew is good, though. That's good. That's yeah. nice. That's a nice, thick, dense, saucy stew. I'll give you an update after I've Is an Irish stew got mushrooms in it? I, I hope. Is that the right I, thing I'm thinking of? No. I like mushrooms, but she hates mushrooms, so there's no chance she's putting in it. I think it's. I'm, I'm a dick. I'm thinking of like a stroganoff. That's what I'm thinking oh, that's of. That's a stroganoff, mate. That's, that's, stroganoff even Russian? Is it actually Russian? I remember. Is it not a white Hungarian or something? I'm going to get a wee Google. I remember reading that I thought it was Russian and it's it's not. I don't think it's Hungarian because one of my mates is Hungarian. She never has. She never eats that. Scott, how, uh, was your, um, how are you getting rid of the, the chins? The beef, uh, I don't know, man. I don't. Know. I used to be fit. I used to like run marathons and that. Seriously, and... you like run marathons, eh? Aye, aye, marathons and half marathons. But uh, uh, there's nothing worse. Like I would do it just because I like the challenge of that kind of stuff, and I liked running. Like I never, I was never the person to come and ask for charity money. Right. Because like folk would say that, like, oh, you should do it for charity, and like. But I'm doing it anyway. It's like yeah. you paying. It's like you paying somebody ten pound for help the ch- save the children because they're going to play five asides. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's this. I, I was just doing it because I like doing it. Um, registered registered marathons or just just running twenty three twenty six minutes. Oh no, I did I did the registers ones. I uh, that's good going man. And a couple in Persia. It's 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 cool. It's hard obviously it's hard that's a stupid thing to say but it was a long time ago it's a few years ago mm. so maybe get back to something like that but i i think eating and eating too much rubbish and drinking a lot because uh, i can exercise fine but then like having a not having a beer and going, you know what, I'm not going to have those six beers because I want to go up at six o'clock tomorrow and go and do a nine-mile run. See, I went through a wee period, like, a few years ago where I, I, I have the mentality of once I do something, like, not on the off chance, but once I do something once, I need to better it the next time that I do it. It's, it's not really a healthy mentality to have, to be honest, but it's like, so one day I went a 5K run, and I was like, I'll just do it. So I was I was always always skinny. I used to play tennis in my youth. So I was like, I'll just go a wee five k run, and then the next day I went six k, and then the next day I did eight, and then I did twelve. And by the end of it, my body was just destroyed. I think I got up to like twenty four k or something, like uh, over the course of like a week of having like not really ran, and I was just destroyed. But if I put it in my mindset that that's what I want to do, I could probably do it. But on the other hand, I see all these folk like usual. I've seen them on Facebook sticking stuff up like just did my 10,000 steps and oh look at me and you see the likes they're like 700 uh, likes and I'm like mate just shut up just shut up exactly if you're doing something for you just then keep it to you don't do something for you then tell everyone exactly. you're doing it for you because then you're not exactly pedal being to congratulate themselves for walking 10,000 fucking steps man. come on mate exactly <laughs> I know exactly like my phone, my phone like, used to, uh, my phone just has steps in the front of it. It's part of the, it's an app mm-hmm. on the phone that's built in, and it's just like you open the phone at the end of the night, and it's just like eleven thousand steps. Like, yeah, okay, and like, focus cell. Like, it's just by accident. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's 
it's actually it boggles my mind sometimes and there's so many folk that comment shit like oh well done you i can never do that i'm like me come on yes you can you you can and you probably did today (laughs) exactly if you had that phone in your pocket and you recorded the amount of times you went to the shitter and back to your couch to watch netflix you're knocking out at least two or three thousand steps like come on like it does it really really it pisses me off and the whole uh, that low ten thousand steps it really is nothing i know it really it's it's an okay amount right it's probably it's it's an amount that you would go right i've had a okay active day yeah do you know what i mean yeah you'll but you you will because i've got a garmin watch which shows me it and it's right in the morning just pottering about doing bits we taking the 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 rubbish to the bin and all that kind of stuff you'll do like 900 or a thousand steps the only thing i'll say one million blinks today See the thing about so we're all going to get t-shirts to celebrate James's one million blinks today. Mm-hmm. I'm just we are with you. Good for you, baby. One million blinks would really—I mean, that—that's that, I thought really high bog. That—that's that's just sitting spazzing out. Epileptic, don't we call celebrate? I don't know, but if I did, I hit my one million blink. <laughs> Beetlejuice was on the TV. Heavy hydrated eyeballs. <laughs> Just seeping. Your corneas are seeping, mate. Like <laughs> uh, the, the one thing, Scott, though, that I that I got um I I've got what kind of Garmin watch do you have? I have one of those forerunner watches that has like Spotify on it. Do you have one? Like- yeah, yeah, I think it's a f- it's a forerunner eye. Yeah, so I got one of them at the beginning of lockdown, and what I noticed was when I was going to run, run was all right, but throughout my daily activity, like the watch would say like twenty thousand steps, and the phone would say like fourteen, because like when you do it with your hand, ah, right. being dirty, right? But when you do it with your hand, like cooking, it just adds so many steps on. So hi, hi, a wee, a wee vigorous cook will, will put a good nine hundred <laughs> on there. Hi, a wee thick, a wee thick, wee strong enough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Poach a few eggs and that's you. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently Stroganoff is for Russia. I just Googled it. I was, I don't know. Do you use oh, is it? Yeah, apparently. Do you, I like a Stroganoff's nice. Do you use nice Garmin for, yeah. uh, when you're on stage? I, I started at the tail end, yeah. Not, not, no, I, just I was using the, the wee button, see yeah. the one that almost everyone had? Casio. The, the uh, Casio that the, vibrates? Yeah, Casio. <laughs> Like five or what? <laughs> no, no, it was a, it was a newer. My wife had got it for me. It was a Casio that had like a, a vibrate on it. Yeah. If you were doing a, a ten minute set, you could put it to vibrate for nine minutes. Yeah. So you knew you had a minute left. Yeah. I know that you'd get a flash yeah, anyway. Casio but it vibrates of your personality. It's too interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Casio as well. I use the Casio. It's because it's Aye. cheap. And I'm. Aye. And it, it, it's, it's, uh... I remember uh, the last gig, I mean, I was gonna say. the last one, it was um, that Manford competition thing that was on, mm-hmm. um, and I forgot my watch, and it was like five minutes, and you've got to do whatever you're doing, and then get off, and uh, uh, Craig Wilson, I don't know if you guys know Craig Wilson, so he had one of his watches, and I'd left mine in the car, I think it was. So he, he handed it to me and he was like, just use it when you go up. 
And I remember looking at the crowd and looking at a few comics that went on before me, and I looked down at the watch, and I was like, fuck that. I handed them the watch back. I was like, mate, I don't give a shit how much time I'm doing up there. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit. This night's an absolute torture. So I handed them the watch back. I was like, you'd be lucky if I do two minutes before I walk off there. I don't need something buzzing. But I went up, and it was it was all right that night. But, um, what did you do? Who did you do? Nah, it was all right. I wish I was a bit... Uh, I wish I was a bit more concise. I think the watch might help me, to be honest. But... Was, there a, was there a few people from kind of Glasgow, were you then? Like you, Craig? You there? I was there, there I... You, was... I was. Who else was there? Kenny uh, Sinclair, that guy. Kenny Sinclair. Um, like... Michael Welch was there right. as well. There wasn't really many folk of note. So... There was a couple of people up for down south, I'm sure. There was one... Um, an English woman got through. You, the English woman, and Chris Weir. Chris Weir, got through, yeah. yeah. Oh, Chris, uh, Chris Weir was in the uh, Scotty final, wasn't he? Chris. Aye, aye, aye. He's, he's good, man. Well. He's really good. He's good. I, I didn't even realise he wasn't American until I, I did my left home and he was like, no, I just locked myself in the house when I was a kid and just watched all the American sitcoms and that's where the oh, accent yeah, came from. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's like an he's, American it's got like a proper like California accent because I asked him like what what part of America are you from? He's like you won't believe this, but I'm actually born and raised in Edinburgh. Yeah. No, never... like parents aren't. No, 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 so no, It's good. It's like his his writing's phenomenal, mate. Though. Aye, had... that'll be close to a year ago, Peter. Because it was the first week in March. Who won I remember. It? I know. Hmm? Who won the competition? It was. We just got through to the. We get, we get cut, didn't oh, it? So the, yeah. that was that was that was a that was a heat, and then there would have been the the semi finals and that Do after you just that. Know but... then, like, wait, like... Wait, they they just sent us an email and they were like, um, "We're going to postpone it until whenever." Like that was the first lockdown. They were like, "We think we'll postpone it until the summer," mm-hmm. and then. I remember the naivety sent us another email and like I, I can't remember what it was and it was basically like um, we'll, we'll redo it next year or whatever and uh, they heard me so I, d- I don't know I don't, it, it it seemed like kind of prestigious based on the folk that had kind of been doing it the past few years but that first week was ah. just, it, was, it just seemed um, I don't know I never did that so you think you're funny thing but I I I heard that that's uh, I I did warmer. and I wasn't. Was that the one Connor Burns mm-hmm. was a finalist on? No, Liam Farrelly uh, was a finalist. Yeah, Liam. I, 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 I thought it must have been something else. Then. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know what's happening. All those things, but I was busy gigging roller gliding above an Iceland, so. <laughs> Do you remember those ones? Oh, mate. Are you talking... That is my, one. That... Bread, the ice bar? Those are my bread and butter, man. You oh, what was it called, man? I remember that. I remember that. What's that one? Are you right? It's it's like above a wee dingy... It's like a wee old man's pub or something. Parks. Park. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Harley's. And Rutherglen. Harley's. Because I did... Because there was there was two of those Harley's gigs in Rutherglen. Yeah. One of them I did, uh, and I think it was the opening night of it, and 
the guy that was running it was, it was a nice guy, right? It was a genuine nice guy, but it 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 wasn't it wasn't well done. Let's just <laughs> put it that way, right? It was if I remember right. there was there was walked into this place and it's the most televisions I've ever seen in one room. Wide open room in every every space that they could possibly get a television with a different uh, like one will have MTV hits on, the other one will have Sky Sports News, and then there was mirrors everywhere. It didn't turn down any of the music, and you're like, "Are you? Could you give? Is, could you bring in some dancing clowns? I don't think there's any more distractions you could fit into this room." There was Christmas lights around it in the middle of July. I remember that. And I was like, "This is not the place for me." And then the guy again. I'm not slate. I'm slating him, but Do you right, but his he, name? He, no, no. I, it was a wee bold guy, wasn't it? I can't remember his name. I, but he was just starting out, right? He'd only done I a few gigs. Yeah. I thought, right, I'll, I'll put my own night on, which is fine. But you, you, you need to look at other nights that are already put together and kind of copy the ones that are working. Yeah. He did, so he just booked. There was no headline; it was just all open spots of different, different um, experience. And then there was no MC involved. They would go up and go. You're ready to have a good time. No, your first act, <laughs> and then that was it. And then that one, that person would do their five to seven minutes. They'd come off and go, "Give it up for James McCluskey." Is everyone having a good time? It's your first time, is that? Please welcome Peter Rotak. That's <laughs> totally like. And then, then you'll just wait to hear what he said with the next one. Yeah, I'm gonna get there. And I just kept going. Yo, yo. Then there was no head time. Just being generic, it's going bad. Yo, here, still. Yo, still here. Oh, it was horrible, man. Oh, I remember I went and there was a wee guy and he was a he was a therapist or something and he was this wee midget. Oh, and he was yes. telling stories about his patients, and I was like, "Mate, I'm gonna leave." Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're all losing our patience listening to your passionate. putting your job on the line to talk shit about your patients like that. that mate, mate, I know who you're talking about. James knows who you're talking about. We've spoken about him on the group chat. This guy's not a therapist, right? He's done a Groupon course and called up, called up, mate. I've come here. See this here, this is better therapy than you get off of that. Oh, Jesus, he's done like an online course to be a life coach, and then he's a life I... coach, he's take your life coach. See if I'm going to him for advice on how to live a balanced oh, life, he's fucking chucked me off a cliff. He, 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 he got the qualification from the same site that you can buy a land on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I felt sorry uh, for him, I, and I let. We all know his name. We know who it is. And if if this episode goes out to the the open open spot community of Scotland, they know who it is as well. And I've got no problem if this guy wants to message me because I could call him a fucking shouting because that's what he is. I don't actually know the guy's name. Right, I know his, right. Name. I know his name. I can't name, but I just remember what he looks like, and he freaked me out a wee bit. And I went back to that gig a week later, and there was no one there, and I just went home. So I don't, I don't. Even think it, it looks like it looks like Gollum shagged Ben Stiller. That's what he looks like. Ben Stiller's no bad. 
like really piling Ben Stiller in it. He looks like the he looks like the center of his own Russian doll. <laughs> right, okay, I get that, I get that. Oh. It, it, it's the best on now. A lot of people have unfriended him on social media recently because they're just like I can't put up with him. But he's someone. He's the kind of person I like to keep on because I like if. If that's the insanity that's out there, as long as I'm nowhere near that, right. I'm doing all right. Because right. it'll, it'll just it'll get some random life message and surround it with big words over over enhanced ego that it has, and just make a paragraph out of something that basically says, "Make your own decisions in life." So that that's like that's the message. Right? Make your own decisions in life. He would go. Sometimes when people think about their choices, decisions, actions, and consequences of those actions, they don't fully appreciate that their soul must be in these decisions because these decisions may come back to you in five days' time or ten years' time. But when it does come back to you in ten years' time, you need to think, what choice did I make? A whole load of nothing. That's an example of his passion. It, the point has came in the podcast to ask Scott, you okay, hun? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> you see, man, this is the most enthused and like emboldened you've been in the whole podcast. But I'm, I'm I just can't take people like that, mate. I can't take it. It's not like funny people. And oh, sorry, James, jump in. You've been quiet for a bit. I shared a green room with him at the stand at Glasgow and. It was like Larry Dean was a headliner that night, and they were talking about like shagging and stuff. And uh, he started, um, the therapist started talking about like fingering asses and <laughs> his cadence, these cadence in the way he says things. Like I said, that like, sh- you know when someone swears and you feel like you should like give them a row like a child, like you shouldn't be swearing. Like, <laughs> voice, you, you shouldn't swear. Don't swear. And he was talking about finger masses, and every I've never seen comedians uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking awkward, man. I don't know. I, I have to say, I don't really know the guy. I, I, uh, I, I mean, maybe I, I, I'm sure I've crossed paths with him like at the beginning, um, a couple of times. But oh. I, I, I can honestly say I don't really know his name. You'll need to tell me his name. I'll text you his name in a minute. You'll know who it is. Uh, You'll know his name because next week um, he's our guest. <laughs> yep, we're gonna have a live therapy. It's gonna it's it's gonna cost us all uh, sixty pounds an hour to have him on, and it's worth one mm-hmm. percent of that. You know that bit where um, James, you thought about hanging yourself. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's gonna happen a lot next week. Mm-hmm. So just prepare yourself. Oh no, it's gonna make it worse. Sixty pounds an hour, yeah. uh, or um, the talk you into doing it. On the moon, you can get them for as well. Are we past um, I'd, I'd, Sometimes I like to think that we were getting slowly past those shitey gigs, but uh, I was I was trying trying so hard not to do them anymore and try to do decent ones and. You know, try to get paid work wherever I can because I'm a dirty wee comedy hoe. But um, nice. it's it's I th- I get the weird feeling that when things go back, like we're gonna be straight back to that stage one, don't you? I agree. 
yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting back on stage, but I, I'm not looking forward to that. But And it sounds so arrogant, the fact that I've only been doing comedy for a few years. No, it's, it's not an arrogance, mate. It's uh, you, you work hard and you do these ones and you try and build up to slightly better gigs. Yeah. And then the that's just kind of been taken away. Yeah. Um, with, with By no fault of anyone here. I know. I know. Well, slightly James's fault. <laughs> I was bringing the group down collectively. <laughs> <laughs> but, the thing, but how many of those gigs are going to exist? Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of those gigs were based on... We... We... <laughs> We pubs and restaurants and all that that might not even exist anymore. Well, that's just... unless we unless we come out in some kind of uh, boom. There wasn't a lot of nights like Jamie Cook's night was taken off. It was maybe really good, and that was one. Oh, of the was, that was, that was brilliant. Really good. Uh, it was in Renfrew. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was meant to do that the week that lockdown happened. I think so. I think it was the week after that comedy gig. And then I had, I couldn't do it obviously, but I didn't know how good it was. It's really yeah. good, mate. Really good. It's it's in it's in a pub, right? But the the, the there's a great example, right? Jamie's gone and said, right, I'll set up my own night. Mm-hmm. He did it. It was a Monday, so it wasn't conflicting with anything else. And he set it up. He was he, he thought about who was actually going to be on. He made sure there was a headliner, and he made sure that. People, it was advertised properly and he made sure that the room we were in was only there for the comedy. It wasn't like passers-by, there wasn't going to be football on. Right. So we compare that to the, the stupid stuff that we were talking about earlier. Like that's a, I, Those kind of nights need to come back because there were, there were places where open spots were getting a chance to go and perform in front of a decent crowd that were there for a good time and there was a headliner. So there was value for everybody, do you know what I mean? Uh, and it was it was brilliant, it genuine. By, I know Jamie's magic. got a good head in his shoulders, so it was set up by. If we just talk in general, like when a gig's set up by someone that seems to have some level of common sense, then it's it's gonna do all right. Aye, uh, oh, you just need to look at the other ones that are working, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. and try try and replicate them in in some way that you can. Right. Don't don't just go oh comedy. All you do is get a room, a microphone, and throw people that say they, they tell jokes and then that'll work. No, you need to have some kind of headliner, some kind of structure. Yeah. I'll run an order, because that was another one, the, the another shit gig that we've all done in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. The There was no running order, you had no idea what was happening, you were like, yeah. like I, 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 oh, I didn't even like the food, man. Nah, nah, the oh, couple right. of the chicken wings. Oh, right, okay. Ah, you buy. Yeah, um, I did a few of them at the beginning. I've never, it's the only time I've ever been heckled by a sizzler of lamb going past my face. <laughs> Literally just before a punchline. Yeah, you know the sizzlers, but it's like, uh, <laughs> I just, the waiter took it past, like past my face. That happened with me as well. But I looked at it and I started getting fond memories of Sheepy, and I started crying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> funny enough, when I think of that gig, I cry as well. 